0: Danielle Harrison would be the first to admit that it's taken a long time to self-identify as a person of power. With advanced degrees in both law and theology, Danielle spent many years as a sought-after educator and mission integration leader. But in founding Mission Faith Equity Consulting in 2021, she discovered a way to constellate her many gifts around her deepest passion in life, bringing the resources of faith to bear on the difficult work of what is often known in the business world as DEI seeking the creation of more just, inclusive communities. And as president of this new company, she has found joy in being able to influence this bigger conversation in her own unique healing way. As you'll hear in this interview, Danielle takes much of her inspiration from Sister Thea Bowman, a Franciscan sister who paved the way for greater intercultural, interracial dialogue in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. It was Danielle's captivating description of Thea and the discovery of her own inner Thea that led me to research Thea's story more and include it in chapter eight of Redeeming Power. Danielle Harrison, it is a joy to get to connect with you again. Um, and I would be so curious first because it's been a while since we connected. Could you just tell me what your work is right now? Sure. Give me a, a
1: yeah, I work Part time at Coriezu Academy as their mission and charism director or leader, helping uh, the school's lady understand the charism of the of the of the sisters, so that as as the sisters numbers diminish, the charism will still be kept alive. Uh, so I think that's a really important work right now. I think we see that across the board. I do that part time. Then uh, something that I started. I thought it would just be one school or two Has now become a kind of full fledged mission, faith, equity, consulting. And my work is to help schools and organizations, mainly Christian to see how their mission and charism support the work of equity and inclusion, um, and diversity so that, that we're not using politics, as a reason to do this work, but we're using our charism. My goal in this work is that we're bringing more people at the table and we're keeping people at the table. We are not trying to alienate. We're having hard conversations, but we are also doing them in a way that is uh, loving and supportive and leads to reconciliation. So for instance, I'll say I don't like, I may not use the word privilege often, but i will say to whom much is given much is required so that keeps people's ears open if i say privilege i know that's going to turn some folks off but if i say something out of faith out of scripture out of the teachings of the church that keeps their ears open a little bit longer and then they're then they can start to to put down the defenses and we can have a deeper conversation so that that's kind of what's been i've been trying to coach Uh, administration, working with their faculty and staff, working with their students about how to do that.
0: I mean, Danielle, I've known you for a long time as an incredibly gifted woman. At this point in time, it sounds like your particular gift sets are being drawn upon more than they, I mean, they've always been drawn upon, but more than ever before in your entire life. And you're finding yourself, it's taken us a long time even to schedule a time to be able to talk with each other because you... You are so in demand. People do want to hear your voice. They want to hear what you have to say and the witness of your life experience. I wonder what this season of life has been like for you as you feel like maybe you're coming into your own voice or you know finding finding a role, well, like Frederick Buechner says, where your own great interests meet the world's yes. deep, deep
1: need. It's interesting because I am 57, so I think wow, this is really late for all this to be happening right now. But then I look back and I see that everything, there is no coincidence, right? So my first kind of career, um, learning how to deal with religious communities, right? So working with the Jesuits, that, that was important. Uh, my second career of working with schools and and feeling like I'm hopping from school to school, it might look like, but in reality what it was doing was giving me a sense of understanding the culture of school so that I could do this particular work. And I, I do feel like I am hitting my stride right now. Like it's it is energizing. It is I say it's effortless. It doesn't mean that it's not challenging, but it's effortless. It it just when you're in that, it energizes you, and I'm a strong introvert, but this energizes me in a way uh, that lets me know that my life has meaning. <laughs> you know, it's all things work together for good. I can see now how all of it is working together. So that's that's really a, such a gift. And and so now I'm learning to trust myself in the way that I'm the, the way that I enter into these conversations um you know before i would always compare myself to well i need to study this more or i need to look this way or i need to act and now i just kind of i i I just kind of say this is how it works for me the holy spirit and i do this kind of thing and and i know it scares some people sometimes when they like ask me to come in and they're like well what are you gonna do and i say well you know we'll we'll figure it out (laughs) And it's taken me a long time to say thank you and not say, oh, everybody can do it. Everybody's gifted. Um, It's really taken me a long time to understand true humility. Uh, So in the whole thing about power and influence and for a long time, I didn't want to accept it. I just said, I don't have it. Everybody has it. Don't look at me like that. And so this season has helped me realize true humility is um, uh, accepting the gift that I am, that God has made me, and to use those gifts for God's glory, but not to deny the gifts uh, and not to feel guilty about the gifts. That, that's the other thing that I think I have. Because I have people saying, well, God, I mean, you know, you just got everything. Like you sing, you play the piano, you, you know, you talk, you write, you do this, you do that, and you listen to people and you, you've got a good, you know, you're an empath. And you know, I mean, what is it that you can't do? And I before I'd say, oh, stop, stop, stop. And now I just say, thank you. And to whom much is given, much is required. So I want to use it in the best of my, the best way to build the kingdom.
0: So if I call you now, if I say to you, Danielle, I see you as a person of power. or I see you as a person of influence. How does that land on your ear at this moment
1: in time? Um, You know, there's a, there's a little bit of a jerk, but it's not completely, usually I would have been like, oh, Anne, you are so wrong. Like come on, Anne, you know you're the one like I would immediately try to put it back on you now i I say yes, I say yes, uh, probably more influence than power, although people are intimidated by me, and I don't know why i don't w- I don't want to be intimidating, but I know that the way that I move in the world isn't probably. Typical. So I move in vulnerability. I move in authenticity. That scares a lot of people because that means I'm asking you to be vulnerable and authentic. And so that that's just the way I've always lived, I feel. A lot of folks don't always live that way. Uh, so I think that intimidates people. I don't mean to be. You know, I think I'm so nice. So for me, power is a harder word for me to deal with. Although I know I have it, uh, influence I think is pretty clear. I can see it when I'm when I'm helping someone understand something, and then I can I can see I can see that, and then they come up. You know, folks will come up afterwards and say, "Oh my gosh, you've you've changed my life," which is hard.
0: What what is it about it? What is it about it that makes you nervous? Like when you say
1: it's hard. To whom much is given, much is required. Uh, and I I see these these people who are that God resides in them, and always my I might start crying. Always my focus is that God loves you and desires to be in relationship with you, and you need to know that. And I don't want to do anything that would. Endanger them understanding that, and it's it's hard when people give you their trust, and I want to honor that gift, even if I didn't ask for it. But I want to hold it preciously because I know uh, sometimes that was not always done for me when I gave my gave my trust. Um, yeah, I, just, these are just precious people, right? These are God's people. They are precious and. Um, I want them to know that, and I want them. I want them to feel that, at least with me. You know, you see it all the time where people get a little sense of power, and it's not grounded. This will be the other thing I'm afraid of in my power, that I will let it consume me and my ego. There's a fine line between being confident and then being egotistical, right? And so, and I'm watching people that I have been in relationship with, or even people like on, like, I'm watching that, that their, their progression of getting known and and getting more influence and power, and then they kind of go off the cliff. And I'm always I'm like, don't let that happen to me. Like, I can't let that happen. I want to make sure that I have the right people around me who will just be able to talk to me and keep me help me stay grounded. Um, And I think in the past, I was afraid that I couldn't do it. I think now I'm getting a little bit more comfortable saying, okay, I trust that my spiritual director, uh, you, there, there are people around me who will say, okay, what are you doing? <laughs> and if they don't say that, then it's okay. Like that, that I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. Caring for the other and can I keep my ego in check?
0: For those of us who have been socialized from very early on, to be humble to be, like, put yourself down and stuff like that, it's kind of tricky because the bigger challenge is actually to figure out how to speak up. And even as I've tried to do research, for example, on, like, black saints and so forth in the history of the church, like, one of the things that's challenging for me, like, okay, so the Feast of Martin de Porres is right around the corner. Everything that's said about Martin de Porres is he was very humble, he was very obedient. You know, like, this kind of thing, and I'm like, okay, but this, so this is who the church is lifting up As what a great, you know, he was like that power is always about putting it's like healthy power is always about putting oneself down. Like, do you have models for yourself in church life or maybe in life of people who've also exercised their power by speaking out? Yeah. Speaking up around racism.
1: So my uh, go to saint is or well soon to be Thea Bowman. Um, and I've had many people who knew her well, like I knew her, I didn't know her very well, but I knew, I knew her and we'd spoken, but people who know her, who knew her very well have said to me, you carry her spirit, you carry her. Like I see Thea in you. I see like your Thea is strong today is what Manuel will tell me. Manuel Williams will tell me that she was humble, but she also spoke right she she went to the bishops and said, This is what we need to do, and we're gonna sing and we're gonna hold hands. And she brought her authentic self into that space. For some of them, they had a metanoia experience, right? So she to me is be who you are and be that well in order to give credit to the one who made you. For me, it's it doesn't and I'm getting more comfortable with it, but it doesn't do God any good for me to turn the light off, right? And that's what Thea showed me. Like, if I look at Thea's life, she never turned the light off. Even when she decided to convert to become Catholic, she decided to become a a sister, she never turned who she was off. They had to, like Antonia Ibo, I would say would be the same thing. Like, this is who I am, and I'm bringing this into the Catholic faith. And, th- and there's room enough for all of us in my talks, I'll sing a lot I'll, I'll sing, I'll just you know at first I thought, oh, that's kind of awkward, but then I thought, no, that's who I am. that's how I relate. that's how I bring in and uh, and that's what Daniel said, oh thea, strong to you with you today. so I, I just feel like that she's a she's a real um, powerhouse for me.
0: If you had even at the age of fifty seven, if you had the gift of like one tool in your toolbox, that you think would help you to exercise power even more effectively than you do right now? What, what would you ask for?
1: Uh, Understanding wisdom, the ability to hear what's not being said so that you can get to the heart of the matter. Because I think there's so many hurting, especially in the work that I do right now, there's so many hurting people, folks who want to do well, but don't know how they're, they're eaten with fear and, so out of their fear, out of their ignorance, they say some really nasty things. And so the wisdom to be able to not let those surface things stop me from seeing the deeper person. I'll give you an example. So a lot of times I, I'll enter into situations where I'm one I'm one of only or one of a few people of color. I'm usually talking to audiences of particularly white people like i was joking around with somebody uh the other day you know my friends were just like oh you know my work is with the marginalized in the prison ministry or my works the marginalized with this and that and i'm like oh i work with the marginalized white people like that's <laughs> that's what that's what you know the people that folks don't you know at first i thought oh will you know and they're marginalized yeah they are because they don't get it. They don't understand the gift of allyship. They don't underst- They don't know that. Like, um, but I have to have that understanding, you know, when I go into these situations and when people are looking at me and they say some really nasty things. Uh, but it. But I have to say, what's deeper? What's beyond that? Well, behind that is a fear, a not knowing, bad influences from other voices. How do I break those voices down? How do I reach? So that 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 that's the the wisdom to kind of hear beyond, and it's a, and 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 I'll say that that pisses off a lot of my friends that are of color that I'm taking the time to care for the the very people that I have oppressed. But if I am a true believer in the gospel, we move together. We reconcile. We move together. That's the only way. And so, yeah. For the most part, people, they don't want to stay in that. They want the better way. They just don't know how to get there. So I want to be able for them to ask the question so they can get there, yeah.